Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Can feel so much better if you if you stick to your guns, if you know something is wrong, if you know it doesn't matter if you go to a doctor and they say one thing but you feel another. Who what I mean, honestly, like go find somebody else. It's just like mm-hmm. uh, I just love how you're like sharing that, how you've had to go to multiple doctors and yeah, it's had to be out of pocket, but like mm-hmm. you've seen the change and it's just so I just uh I it's such a passion of mine and mm-hmm. I just can't. <laughs> Like want to scream it for every person out there who's struggling. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of She. I want to make sure that I give you a little disclaimer that if I'm a little echoey right now, I am currently in my new, I want to put in air quotes, podcast recording studio in my new house that has no carpet in it yet in this room. So it might be a little echoey on my end, but all that to say, I want to also welcome my friend Danny. Danny, welcome to She. I'm so excited to get to have you and have this conversation all about holistic skincare and taking care of our health. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun, you guys. This is going to be such a valuable episode for you, especially because you guys asked me about this. A lot of you have followed my acne journey and just my overall wellness journey since going through multiple losses and dealing with chronic cystic acne for years. I finally was like, I got to get a handle on this. And Danny actually had reached out to me in the past and given me some great first steps and guidance. But I think we just talked about off air in that season. I was kind of in go mode. I was so busy and I was like, eh, skin's frustrating, but it's not totally inconveniencing my entire life. And I was focusing on book launching and business building. And it wasn't really a top priority that is until I went through loss and realized, hmm, maybe that skin thing I have going on could be an indicator of something else that's going on in my body or with my hormones. And it really suddenly became about more than me. And so it became this big journey to understanding how my health is not just about me. And it's actually about taking care of my family and those around me. And it's been a journey ever since then. And so I'm really looking forward to all that we're going to dig into. But Danny, before we dive into all of that, can you share a little of your background and what led you to this holistic healing work that you do? Yeah. So I am a holistic nutritionist and integrative health practitioner by trade. But what got me into this was I also struggled with severe cystic acne. It covered my face, cheeks, chin, all the way down my chest and all the way down my back. It was very painful physically, emotionally, and I I was hell-bent on figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I started noticing it in 2013, and kind of like you said, I just wasn't 
motivated enough to really figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then I got engaged and I was hell bent on not walking down that aisle with acne and not necessarily for the like vanity of it, but for feeling confident in myself and not having to deal with pain. And when I say it was painful, anything I wore, if it brushed against any one of my cysts, it would send a shooting pain down my spine and I would just, I'd just be uncomfortable. Mm. And so that really pushed me into figuring this out. I, I went to so many doctors and I was that hell bent patient that Mm -hmm. was like, look, this is what's going on. This is what I need help with. If Mm -hmm. you're like not going to help me, I'm going to go to someone else. Mm -hmm. I relate so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And even when I did that, they would still either hand me a prescription pad with six different creams that I had to go fill at the pharmacy Mm -hmm. or the birth control pill or Mm -hmm. Accutane or antibiotics. And I just intuitively knew that wasn't going to fix it. That Mm -hmm. was just going to be a Band-Aid on the symptoms. It was going to mask the symptoms that wasn't getting to the root cause. And I finally found a naturopathic doctor who sat and listened to me for two hours Mm -hmm. and really gave me hope that we were going to figure this out. He Mm -hmm. wasn't like, this is is what you have to do. Go and do it. He Mm -hmm. said, I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to work with me. There are things I've done that have helped acne before. Doesn't mean they're necessarily going to work for you, Mm -hmm. but we will get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. We worked together and I ended up having a very severe yeast infection in my gut Mm -hmm. just due to, I mean, I I was on antibiotics as a little kid. I was on the birth control pill. I was super stressed out in that period of life and... Once I figured out the root cause, my skin literally cleared up Mm -hmm. within a month. And I cannot tell you how amazing and fast our skin responds Mm -hmm. when we uncover the root cause. And when that happened, there was just this like epiphany that I had of I was already a nutritionist, Mm -hmm. but this is what I need to do. I need to help women just like me who go on Google, Pinterest, YouTube, doctor to doctor to doctor and still are not finding results Mm -hmm. because there is an answer out there. You just need to know what your options are and where to look. And unfortunately, our healthcare system is not set up for that right now. I can relate to that so much. I had a very similar experience with the functional doctor when he sat me down and we spent two hours. I never spent that much time with a, with a healthcare provider ever, like in my mm-hmm. life. And that is what makes it a slightly different experience. It has a little bit more cost associated with it, right? So that's sometimes the challenge yeah. with that, which we're going to dig into in a little bit. But you know, I remember just feeling like so seen for the first time and feeling like, okay, it's not just like, you know, a quick 30 second check in. It's actually like, let's get to the root of this. And I actually found that I had a very similar problem with my gut. And what surprised me, and I don't know if you, if this surprised you, but I want to put this out there only because it was something that was very confusing to me. When I heard about candida and yeast overgrowth in the gut and all of this stuff, I know there's like conflicting information on the internet about it as well. But I remember when he first said, like, you might have an overgrowth of of yeast or yeast infection in your gut. I was like, I'm sorry, no, I've never had a yeast infection. Because when we think of that, we think of something completely different, right? So I was like, if I've never Mm -hmm. had that, then why would that be a problem in my gut? Like, I didn't understand that they could be completely unrelated. Uh And so that was just like a big eye opener for me just to understand and learn more about that. So kind of with that in mind, I want to dig into... From your experience, from your personal experience and professional experience, what is our body trying to tell us with acne? And what are some of those underlying reasons for skin issues that people don't think of? You had mentioned the gut. I want to dig into this a little bit more. I think, and and it doesn't just have to be acne. I think any sort of skin issue you might be having, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, 
hair loss, anything that we can see. I think God designed our bodies so beautifully to tell us, hey, yo, something's off mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. We need to figure this out. Don't don't just brush it off. I think our body has a hierarchy of needs when it comes to our organs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've already heard like the hierarchy of needs when it comes to just surviving. Mm-hmm. But as far as our organs go, the first thing to go when something is in balance is our skin, our skin mm-hmm. and our hair. That is the first organ that's going to shut off. And then you go into liver and kidneys, then gut, then lungs, then your brain. It's going to preserve, and then your heart, it's going to preserve all of the main organs first and pull energy into those and take away energy from other ones. And Mm -hmm. so I think anytime you have something that isn't normal, that it's your body trying to tell you something. And it's hard to say your body's just trying to tell you something's wrong with your gut Mm -hmm. or your body's just trying to tell you something's wrong with your liver. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of sift through and take a step back and look at the big picture and really gather all of the symptoms you're experiencing because I Mm -hmm. think they all work very holistically together. Healing doesn't happen in a vacuum. You have Mm -hmm. to look at all of the symptoms you're having. So yes, you might have acne, but do you also have painful periods? Do you get headaches frequently? Do you have brain fog? Are you low on energy? Do you just not feel yourself? Because I think that's one symptom that's so hard to go to your doctor and to say, gosh, I just don't feel like mm-hmm. myself. Like mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it. But I think even that, like our intuition, that little whisper, your body, there's a quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it says, your body whispers to you until it screams at mm-hmm. you. You don't want to get to the point where it's screaming at you because mm-hmm. that's when you have a much more serious situation on your hands. Mm-hmm. And so long story short to answer your question, I just think it's signaling to us there's an imbalance. We either need to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually. I think I think all of those can be mm-hmm. a big part of why our body is presenting with symptoms. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think chronic ongoing stress can cause an imbalance? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It So there's this new terminology and it's called neuroendoimmunology. And it's basically how our thoughts So neuro, meaning our thoughts trigger something to happen in our body, an endo reaction, a hormonal reaction, which is then going to trigger an immune reaction. And then when your immune system triggers, that's going to send another signal to your brain of like, oh, gosh, we're under attack. Mm -hmm. But then that brain signal is going to send another signal to your hormones of let's increase cortisol. We're being attacked by something. And then that's going to hinder your immune system and on and on and on the cycle goes. And so... I 100% believe that we can make ourselves sick through our thoughts. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. I used to think it sounded totally woo-woo until I'm like, holy Moses, (laughs) my thoughts have been like so full of fear and anxiety and what's wrong with me that I'm actually probably making this worse, you know? And I ask about stress just because when you were sharing just how, you know, things can be affected and imbalances, I started to reflect on even what you mentioned about how your body can whisper to you. I reflect to a year and a half two years ago when I had been having cystic acne for at least a year or two at that point. And it seemed to have kind of arisen out of nowhere, but it was like a whisper, right? It was like a little smoke signal my body was sending me. And I just kind of ignored it kind of long enough, you know, where I was like, or I would try to do something and then I'd get over it because I got busy and then my life got stressful. And I think it was actually just feeding this like problem. And it wasn't until like you had shared your experience of where your body was just screaming at you. It wasn't until I lost two babies that I was like, holy Moses, my body is screaming at me. What is going on? This acne has to be connected to it. And suddenly I just went, 
something's not right, right? Especially when it happened twice. The first time it's like, eh, it can happen. But after it happened twice like that, I was like, nope, something's off. And I, I went into go mode, kind of like you shared. Interestingly, though, you know, it wasn't until six months after investigating and looking for answers that I learned I actually also have adrenal fatigue, which I was like, well, that's probably connected to my thyroid. And that's probably creating imbalances in my body. And that probably explains a lot of the, the acne. Who knows how long I've had adrenal fatigue, right? And it's like, wow, our bodies are so interconnected. And then you go down this spiral of like, don't worry about it. It's going to cause more stress. And then trying not to worry about it can create more stress. <laughs> but the reason I, I, uh-huh. I wanted to ask about that ultimately was not only just to share how I relate, but also because we have so many working women, hardworking women, whether they are entrepreneurs, whether they're nurses, teachers, or stay-at-home moms and just like dealing with the chaos of that, that are stressed to the max. And I've just I I think that can connect and, and create so many imbalances in us that we don't even realize. And our bodies might start whispering to us, but because we're so busy and stressed to the max, we put them on a bat on the back burner and we're not actually stewarding and taking care of our bodies. And I know that that can sound kind of like a luxury. You know, I've, I've shared a little bit of my journey and had people reach out like, well, it's a luxury to be able to take care of your body. And I'm like, is it? You know, I think it's also like maybe to a degree, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're not going to be able to show up for our work at all if we're not even pay to paying attention to that and we're throwing everything to the wayside. Right. And so it's been this really, um, humbling mindset shift I've had to take on in the last year or so as somebody who is constantly busy, it seems like and a go getter. I've had to create some of that space to say, if I'm going to keep going, this has got to be at a sustainable pace. All that said, another question that I have that's slightly unrelated is more relating to what the concern is when it comes to using a lot of the skincare products on the market or taking medications and creams to treat the skin issues. You had mentioned that a lot of doctors had suggested that to you. Where do you see concern with that? Why could that be concerning? And I would just love to hear your thoughts on that a little bit more. Yeah. So my point of view is it's it's a Band-Aid. It's like a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Like that's not mm-hmm. going to fix the, it's not going to fix the problem. I mean, if it's a big Band-Aid, it might slow the bleeding a little bit. But I mean, with a bullet wound, you have to go in and extract the bullet, which is going to hurt, but then you're going to stitch it up and it's going to heal so much better. And so you have to, you have to get to the root cause mm-hmm. and treating acne with skincare and even prescriptions. It's not actually treating it. It's mm-hmm. just masking the symptom. And if your body is trying to tell you that there's an imbalance somewhere, then it's going to try to tell you in other ways or the problem is just going to get worse until, like I said previously, your body starts to scream at you. Another thing with the topicals too is our skin is our body's first line of defense. Your your skin is your body's largest organ and it protects you from things coming in and it also protects from things going out like mm. water. Those topicals are going to disrupt what's called the skin microbiome. So just like we have a gut microbiome, there are bacteria, yeast on our skin that protect us, that are there for good reason. And when we bombard it with topicals that are very harsh, it's going to disrupt that. Just like you take antibiotics, it's going to disrupt your your gut microbiome and kill all that bacteria. Mm -hmm. That's what the topicals are going to do as well. And it's just going to open you up to more environmental toxins coming into your body that way. I think for a lot of people that I've talked to, like women who I've worked with one-on-one, they say, yeah, sure, it helps in the meantime, but like, I don't want to be reliant on mm-hmm. that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And the second I go off of it, it it all comes back and sometimes worse. And mm-hmm. I mean, some of those topicals are not covered by insurance and they're $500 a two. Mm-hmm. And so it's really not, it's just not a solution, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. 
I actually am glad you pointed out the financial side of this too, because we like to try to, pers- you know, look at the perspective of whether we're talking about cultivating our home or cultivating our health through the lens of what's this going to cost, right? Because that's a huge thing to consider as we're working to earn money and taking care of these things in our life. And when it comes to the cost of it, I think that was a great comparison you made because we could argue, well, it can be a little bit more pricey to buy certain types of foods that may nourish us better or, you know, whatever. And it's like, yes, but also these things cost a lot of money too, like these quick band-aid solutions. And so it's kind of this mm-hmm. cost benefit analysis you have to do of what am I really spending and what what length of a result am I getting? Am I, am I getting a quick fix or am I getting a long-term solution? And in that case, I need to look mm-hmm. at it as an investment as much as possible with what I can do. And so that's a big mindset shift I've had to have in terms of the financial side of these these things. But okay, with that in mind, what are some of the first steps that you would suggest people take if they're looking to clear their skin or even find a root cause? Like maybe a better way to ask that is just talking about gut health as a root cause of acne. I think most of us don't really associate gut with gut with other aspects of health. It kind of feels like this irrelevant thing, but a lot of us don't associate it with things like mental health or skin health. So can you explain why gut health is so important and maybe the first step to being able to tell if gut health is an issue for us? I think that's probably an easier, clearer way to ask that question. So I always say start with gut health with your skin, because if you think about it, your gut is what fuels your entire body. We chew, we eat food, we chew food, we swallow it. Hopefully our digestion is breaking that food down to a particle size small enough to where we could then absorb that those nutrients. And then our gut bacteria actually produce a lot of vitamins and minerals for us as well. And the gut actually produces, we know right now, 30 hormones in the gut. So speaking the gut is actually one of the lar- is the largest endocrine system, which just simply means hormone producing systems in the body. So we have to take care of our gut. You can kind of think of it as a drainage funnel and the gut is the very bottom of that funnel. And if that is not working properly, everything above that is not going to work properly. So your mm-hmm. liver detox is going to get clogged up. Your kidneys are going to get clogged up. Your hormones are not going to get metabolized properly because we metabolize all of our hormones that our body has used for that day through through our gut, through our stool. We have to get rid of it somehow. It's also excreted through our skin and our kidneys too. But the gut is really where you want to start. And with antibiotics that we've used, I mean, I'm 30 years old and I've probably been on at least 30 rounds of antibiotics from when I was a little kid just because that's what you did. Like this, this whole health and wellness yeah. space wasn't what it is today. And just one round can significantly be detrimental to your gut health. Birth control is really tough on the gut. It also feeds a lot of the bad bacteria in the gut as well. Stress is going to affect your gut. I know everyone talks about stress and I think so many people roll their eyes of like, okay, yeah, right. You think, especially with the year Mm -hmm. we just had, Mm -hmm. yeah, right. I'm not going to stress out, Mm -hmm. but it really, all of that. And then you, and then you look at the toxins we're exposed to on a day to day basis that are totally out of our control aside Mm -hmm. from what we put on and in our bodies. Um, and so I really encourage everyone to look at their gut and what you can do to kind of assess how your gut's working. Cause a lot of people will say like, Oh, you know, I get a little bloating here or there, or, you know, I, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be digestive symptoms. Mm-hmm. It could be severe brain fog. It could be poor sleep. It could be a lack of energy. It could be achy joints. It could be intense PMS. It can be. I mean, the worst one that I think that so many of us deal with is malnourishment. Because mm. if your gut is not working, you are not going to absorb the food that you're eating. And that's if you're eating 
seven to nine cups of fruits and vegetables a day, which I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a nutritionist and it's even hard for me to get that in every single day Mm because I have my own business. I don't necessarily have time to always sit and chew my food. That's another thing. We Mm -hmm. don't chew our food as much Mm -hmm. as we should be. And so it really, um, like the gut is really where you need to start. And then obviously, if you are having digestive symptoms, like you should not be bloated all the time. You Mm -hmm. should not. I know we, especially as females, I think it's it's kind of a running joke of gosh, like, oh, I have a food baby or mm-hmm. like I need to unbutton my pants. And yeah, sure. If you've like overeaten a little bit or like had a fun night with some girlfriends, like I'm all for indulging. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not somebody who's going to tell you you can never eat this again. Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly struggling with that every single time you eat, that's a big issue. If you are not going to the bathroom like number two every single day and feel relieved and like fully empty, that's a big issue. If you go too much to the bathroom every single day, that's a big issue. Heartburn, there's so like gurgling in your stomach. Really, you have to take a step back and really look at all of your symptoms. And if you need to write them down, write them down. I do have, I call it the root cause questionnaire on my website. It's a free resource to help people just kind of start to get the ball rolling. Mm Because I think too often we deal with these symptoms. And they're so normal for us on a day-to-day basis or so common that we think they're normal Mm -hmm. and they're really not normal. And so starting, I always say start at the gut because it's the bottom of that funnel and it's where we assimilate and produce all of our nutrients that are then going to tell ourselves, okay, hey, produce more skin cells, produce more gut lining, produce more, like you reproduce your entire body, all the cells in your body in a year. So if you take little steps and really nourish your body and nurture your body, it doesn't have to be this big, expensive, oh my gosh, I'm turning my lifestyle upside down type of thing. Little steps in the right direction always get you to your destination. Mm -hmm. So stop taking the left turn and the right turn and the U-turn and the circling around. Keep taking those little steps, whether it's every morning I drink 16 ounces of room temperature lemon water every single morning for a month to just see how that does. Those little steps are going to add up and you will notice a world of difference if you just stay consistent. Mm. I think consistency is the is the missing piece that we, we all jump on these fads and then we fall off and it just, we end up back at square one. Yeah. Oh, I can totally relate to that. I mean, that's what I was telling you earlier before we hopped on and really recorded. I was saying, you know, there were so many times where I would say, oh, okay, this is the time I'm going to clear my acne. I've heard I need to cut caffeine. So I would just cut caffeine for like two weeks. And then I would be like, eh, don't really see a difference. Might as well get back on it, right? Like, And I think mm-hmm. I think that approach, while there's certainly benefits to removing or reducing caffeine, um, I kind of found that that approach was more about restriction and more about just doing something quick and fast. Then it was really about how can I make some new consistent disciplines that are truly about nourishment and that even shift in your mind from I can't have this or I shouldn't do that or I, you know, whatever. This is what this new fad says or this new, you know, celery cleanse or whatever it is says to do. Mm-hmm. That's not something you're going to do every day of your life. And that's where I would always get stuck. I'm like, I'm not going to never, ever, ever have coffee again, right? Or like, I'm not going to ever or drink juice or, you know, celery juice every single day for the rest of my life, like only drink that. So it's like, I don't want to do these things unless they're truly sustainable or I can find mm-hmm. alternatives and in the name of nourishment rather than in the name of 
removing, limiting, hopping on a bandwagon for two weeks, you know, or whatever that might be. And so although there's certainly benefits to a reset, it's really become about a lifestyle. And I just relate so much to what you said about feeling like you're just inconsistent if you don't see the results right away and just choosing to Mm -hmm. say, okay, these two things I'm going to stick with for 30 full days, you know, or however long and really allowing yourself to see some, some change in order to stick with it. And I think that's really what gives us the encouragement to keep going to when we allow ourselves to stick with even just one thing long enough to see some sort of positive result. That can usually be the fuel we need to add in another discipline or continue with that one. And so I love that little piece of advice. That's really helpful, makes it super applicable and and doable. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.
Another question I want to have, I was just mentioning food a little bit. What role does nutrition play? Like we talked about gut health and starting to identify maybe possible symptoms we have that could be a bit of a red flag as to what might be going on in our gut. But what sorts of foods can mess with the gut and ultimately then cause problems with our skin and other things like that? And what do we need to focus on each day to nourish our bodies and keep our hormones, you know, balanced or as in balance as possible? I think the key here is blood sugar balance, which I think is such an old school. It was the first thing that I felt came out to when nutrition was becoming a big thing and like balancing blood sugar and all of that. But it still reigns true today. You have to balance your blood sugar because that is first and foremost going to throw off your cortisol and then that is going to be detrimental to your gut. As far as things that disrupt your gut microbiome, I think a lot of us know what those are. It's the dairy, it's the gluten, it's the foods that are going to cause inflammation in the body. It's the processed sugars, the processed oils, which again, I'm never somebody who says I'm never going to have that, but you just have to know what it's doing to your body. And I think that knowledge gives you the power to make the right decisions of like, I know what this is going to do, but I am choosing to indulge in this for today, Mm -hmm. knowing that. I have full trust in my body that we can handle this moving forward. And mm-hmm. I'm, I will nourish you tomorrow with, I don't know, something that's more nourishing, like the leafy greens. Those are kind of like a staple that are going to feed your gut microbiome because they're a form of prebiotics that mm-hmm. actually feed your probiotics. And I think this is one thing a lot of people don't understand is when it comes to probiotics, it's not actually the probiotic we're after. It's the byproduct of what probi- probiotics do in the gut which are called short-chain fatty acids. Mm -hmm. And those are what are going to help with DNA repair, cell turnover, producing our B vitamins, which for women and hormone health are vital, Mm -hmm. vital, vital. Producing vitamin K, um, just producing a lot of the the vitamins and the minerals that our body needs to function on a day-to-day basis come from feeding the probiotics, the prebiotics, like I talked about, like leafy greens, fiber, flaxseed, chia seeds, hemp seeds, oats, stuff like that to then help them produce short-chain fatty acids. And then a big thing that is first and foremost, really, is making sure you have good, what I like to call and what Ayurvedic medicine calls digestive fire. And Mm -hmm. it's when you chew and swallow your food, it immediately hits your stomach. Mm -hmm. And your stomach should have a very low pH, meaning it's very acidic. So Mm -hmm. it needs to be between like 1.5 and 3. And again, stress, antibiotics, birth control, prescription medications, those are all going to increase our stomach's pH, Mm -hmm. which is going to prevent our food from getting fully emulsified and kind of ripped apart into the very smallest particles that our body can then absorb. And if you start your food by not getting digested, it's going to move throughout the entire rest of your digestive system in a larger particle size than the body really needs, knows what to do with. And you're not going to absorb those nutrients, which is going to set you up for malabsorption. Hmm. And I mean, that's not even getting into like possibilities of leaky gut where you're having gut permeability and that food is leaking out into your bloodstream, causing an inflammatory response. If you're somebody who doesn't tend to have the healthiest diet, a lot of that inflammation actually causes what's called mucoid plaque in the gut inside of the intestinal lining. It's very similar to like plaque in the arteries. And if that is building over over time, it's actually preventing your food from meeting the intestinal lining, which has these little like 
fiber-like guys on, on them called microvilli, which are what absorb your nutrients. So if you have too much of that mucoid plaque or mucus in the gut from dairy, from gluten, processed carbs, stuff like that, the food, you're not going to be absorbing your nutrients and again, mm. setting you up for malabsorption. And that I think is just the first tipping point of a domino effect of mm. if you're not malabsorbed, you're not then getting the nutrients to your body to produce new cells, to produce your hormones, to produce energy, to produce mental clarity, and on and on the domino effect goes. Mm. So really, I mean, and it doesn't have to be super complicated taking care of your gut. Like I said, seven to nine cups of fruits and vegetables a day is what somebody should really go for. And you can get a lot of those in with like a smoothie once a day. I am a big fan of like green juices, especially for us busy women. And if we don't, if we're working our on our digestive system with reacidifying our stomach, green juice is a great way to just get in good nutrients and minerals easily into the bloodstream that we need because it's a liquid form. Your body doesn't have to work very hard to break that down. Mm. It actually takes about 30% of our energy once we've eaten food to have everything digest. And so that's why a lot of people sometimes just get that really like, oh gosh, I need to take a nap after I eat because they already have a low digestive system. And so it's taking more than 30% of their energy away. But just incorporating little little tricks like that throughout the day of like, okay, I'm going to have my smoothie in the morning and it doesn't have to be complicated. You can get like spinach and blueberries and a decent protein powder and some almond milk or water. It doesn't, it does not have to be expensive. I don't, I don't think taking care of yourself is a luxury. I think Mm -hmm. it's a necessity and we just, it's a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. You have to change your mindset if you think that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's so good. Okay, I want to address something else that I I wonder if maybe some listeners might be thinking about or wondering, or maybe it's something that they've heard. I know I've heard this. Some people believe that skin issues are really, and any other health-related condition are just the result of genetics, and it is what it is. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've done some research and some reading, and I know that there are certainly certain things that we may be more prone to. Um, But from a holistic perspective, what role do you think genetics play? And are they the end-all, be-all? Do they have a role? I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I, I can just picture someone listening right now and, see, and saying, yeah, I could do all that stuff, but my mom had acne too, so I'm just screwed and I'm going to have it no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. So yes, there are genetics, but I really like this phrase and it says, genetics load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Hmm. Let's be honest. We all have cancer cells in our body. That's a known fact. We know that. But if you have a decent lifestyle, it doesn't mean that those genes are going to get expressed. Same thing goes for acne. Same thing goes for autoimmune conditions. Same thing goes for diseases. If you have a healthy lifestyle and there's um, a study out or not a study, but there is called the study of epigenetics, which basically shows that you can alter how a genetic code gets expressed through lifestyle changes. And you can actually get your genetic code it's not like a 23andMe. It actually is called nutrigenomics, where you get your genetic code read and it looks at nutritionally how your genes need to be fed. So I'm sure if anybody's listening and they've looked into genetics, I'm sure they've heard of like the MTHFR gene, which is where your body doesn't methylate properly. And then if we know that, we know that we need to supplement you with maybe some more folate. We need to supplement you with more methylated B vitamins. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's those pieces of information. Um, and if you do feel like you have a genetic predisposition to acne, 
that may be something that you want to look into investing in because I do believe that you can turn genes on and off. There have been studies in mice, I believe, that show that they have injected certain mice. I think it was liver cancer and they had some of them do a certain lifestyle and others do another lifestyle. And the one that had the healthier lifestyle, they were actually able to turn off that liver cancer gene. And so it's kind of like a dimmer light. You can increase the light or lower the light through your lifestyle. And so I am not a believer that genetics are the end-all be-all. I know there's people out there, but I think that's kind of doom and gloom. Um, Yeah, that sounds awfully depressing. I don't agree. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. That's really good. Very helpful. Okay. Another thing I want to talk about briefly is a little bit more in regards to the steps we can take. So you mentioned, you know, you may be genetically predisposed to things or certain tendencies you may be more likely to have. I was actually reading a book not too long ago that was a little bit more related to just what was all overall wellness, but it was um, the author was talking about how, um, you know, it can be really confusing when you eat a very similar lifestyle or live a very similar lifestyle to your friend, or maybe your friend doesn't live nearly as healthy of a lifestyle as you, but she has zero problems with her skin, zero problems with fertility or whatever the problem may be. And you're over here like, what the heck? Our lifestyle is not that different. Why is it affecting her so much differently than it's affecting me? And I think that's where genes can come in. And so knowing that information about Mm -hmm. ourselves allows us to take those steps and care for ourselves a little more. Like that MTHFR you mentioned, I found out that I had that. Who knew? You know, And it's crazy how much better I've felt in the last six to seven months when I've been on this correct multivitamin that has the folate supplementation. And so anyways, um, all of that Mm -hmm. to say, you know, when it comes to taking steps forward, I want to talk about maybe some actual skincare routines and things that feel really Mm -hmm. doable. Like we discussed a little bit on nutrition, a little bit on lifestyle, um, even a little bit on genetics. But when it comes to actual action steps that we can take when we're caring for our skin outside of, you know, diet and, and lifestyle, what morning or evening skincare routines do you recommend, especially for those who don't want like a thousand step process? Um, is there anything mm-hmm. specifically that you think everyone needs to do daily? Is there something that you feel like is a must do? Or if you're not, if you know, if you don't have time to do everything, just do this. I would love to hear your thoughts on a practical, simple skincare routine that we could consider. I consider skincare as like icing on the cake and mm-hmm. part of self care. And so I do believe you have to enjoy your skincare routine. I think it's it's a part of self-love. It's like whether it's in the morning or night, you're you're in there, you're you're having time for yourself and you're caring for yourself. I don't think it needs to be super complicated. I really I think simpler is better. Mm-hmm. I I choose to always go the non-toxic route. I know that's not the route for everybody. I think some people do prefer to use their medical grade skincare. And if you love it and you like it and you're noticing a difference then I say that that's your decision. And if you like it, go for it. Mm-hmm. If you're kind of at square one, and you're like, gosh, I really don't know where to even begin. I like I'll just kind of run through my skincare mm-hmm. routine. I just typically do like in the morning, I will use a warm washcloth to wash my face. I don't use any sort of cleanser. I had washed my face the night before. And I don't our, our skin is a lipid bilayer. And so it has natural oils, it doesn't need to be stripped of those mm-hmm. oils every single day. And I don't think your cleanser should be stripping. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you're cleansing your face, it is going to do that. And so I just do like a very basic uh, warm washcloth, making sure the washcloth is clean, obviously. And then during the day, I'll usually do like a vitamin C serum. Some of my favorite brands, um, I do love Primally Pure. They're very mm-hmm. non-toxic. They have some really good, um, like more oil-based skincare. And it will 
I think it takes a little bit of time to get used to because I think we're so used to not having that oily Mm -hmm. feeling on our skin initially when we put those products on. But I think they're super nourishing for our skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't want to use a lot of drying stuff like the the harsh acids Mm -hmm. and the salicylic acids and the benzoyl peroxides and stuff like that. You don't you don't want to strip your skin of all of that oil because then your body's going to go into overdrive and want to create more oil. Mm -hmm. And so I like to just do a very basic vitamin C serum during the day and then an SPF 30. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I use. I will say if you're more on the dry side, you might benefit from a moisturizer. I'm more on the oily side, so I don't use it. The Mm -hmm. serum is enough for me. Um, but that's it. And then if I decide to wear makeup that day, I put on a little makeup, but usually that's not the case, especially mm-hmm. since last year. Yep. <laughs> um, and then at night, if you have active acne, I think it's still something you should be very basic with. You could do a really, I like more of the like creamy or milky cleansers or even like oil cleansing. Sometimes I'll do oil cleansing first and then like a milkier cleanser, um, afterwards. And then at night, I really like, there's a product, or it's not a product, it's an ingredient called Bacuchiol, and it mimics retinol, but it's plant-based, and it doesn't have the toxic side effects to your skin that retin-A or sometimes retinol can have. I have really been loving that. Personally, I have noticed a big difference in just the overall oil balance in my skin, and it also really has helped with my acne scars. I do have some of the, like, redness from acne scarring. I have some of the, like, I don't think you would consider them full-on ice pick scars, but there's definitely like indentation and texture. Mm-hmm. I think the Cuchiol has really helped me in that sense. And then I use a couple different brands at night. One of them is called The Other Skincare Company. All of these are non-toxic and they're more like oil plant extract based. And they have spray moisturizer that again is going to be more of that like oil consistency. And I mean... If you see me when I go to bed, I am like glistening from head to toe. I'm just like, give me all the oil now, which is funny to see because I was so averse to oil mm-hmm. initially when I was going through acne because I think that's a big thing. You're like, wait a minute, I'm I'm breaking out. Why do I want to put oil on my mm-hmm. face? Um, and then I really like there's another company called Skin Harmonics, which she's very into like dermal nutrients. So mm-hmm. how to how to um, provide nutrients back into the dermis. She calls herself a texture specialist. And I mean, this woman has the most beautiful skin. And she... And it's called Skin... What did you say? It's called Skin Harmonics? Yep. Skin Harmonics. I really love that. She also has a really nice... I'll do like a rose water toner. And she has sourced this pure mineral infused water. That is also really good for the skin too. Because a lot of us, especially with acne... We can have very dehydrated skin just from, I'm sure if you've ever used harsher chemicals mm-hmm. on your skin or stuff like that, it just is naturally going to be dehydrating. And I mean, I mean, I, we could do a whole podcast on dehydration because majority of the world walks around dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's really all about rehydrating the skin. And I have really noticed such a difference, even just sticking with like the basics of non-toxic plant extract, oil, and that like rose water mineral infused toner. It takes time. Again, consistency consistency is so key. Your skin takes about 12 weeks to respond to any sort of skincare that you're doing. So stick with it. I know so many of us are like, well, I haven't seen a difference and it's been a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just consistency. So 
Yeah, nighttime and skin or daytime and nighttime. I really try to keep super simple. Nighttime, I do lather a little bit more on me and just kind of let it sit to just get absorbed into my skin. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, I, I was going to just comment that I agree about the oil thing. Like I used to be so against it and now I've really embraced it, but it was a journey to get there. So <laughs> if you're listening, mm-hmm. you're like, that kind of scares me. This is not a must. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I think you know, I always try to sh- share this a little bit more now because as I've shared about how I've removed certain products from my regimen that, you know, may have more chemicals in them and whatnot, I, I also don't want to do that from the from the stance of like, you're wrong if you use, you know, a more standard products. Like, you have to do what mm-hmm. works for you, but that's just a personal choice we've made. And it's just helpful to be educated on those things to know like, what is actually in my products? And am I comfortable with that being on my skin? Some people are like, yes, absolutely. I could care less. And others are like, Ooh, no, not so much. Right. So it's just knowing it's not a shame thing. It's not a you're doing it wrong. It's just these are other alternative options that I think are not so mainstream and not often talked about or marketed quite as much. And so just knowing that there are alternatives and options in that way is really helpful. Mm-hmm. One other, I have one or two other follow up questions, and then I think we can wrap up here. But for someone who has scarring, you had mentioned something that you said helped, I believe, other than, you know, working on the root cause. Is there anything else you can do to improve scarring itself? Yes. It's an ingredient. It's not a product. I think a lot of companies are coming out with um, a Bacuchiol based um, kind of like retin A alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a plant extract that I have really noticed is helpful. It just kind of helps with increasing cell turnover. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to scarring, that's that's the main thing is you kind of want to help promote your skin to turn over or essentially exfoliate more often because that will help fade the scarring. As far as at home goes, I use that Bacuchiol every night. And then I actually use an at home microneedling pen that's from Banish. It's just, it's um pharmaceutical grade little tiny, tiny little needles that I just use around the scarring areas that basically create little abrasions in your skin to help promote with collagen production that can kind of help with slumping the area where that scarring is and also help turning over those skin cells a little bit quicker. And then following that up with some vitamin C serum as well, which I use when I do that at home, I'll use the oil that banished includes with their banisher because they actually make their vitamin C serum to order. So you go online, you order it and they make it fresh right there because that's a big thing with vitamin C, especially on the market is if it's been on the shelf for a long period of time, it's going to be an inactivated vitamin C. And if you're getting a good quality one, they're not cheap. And so you want to make sure that it's activated. It's an active form of vitamin C. And so that's why I really love the Banish brand because they're very about quality and freshness when it comes to their product. So those are two things I'll do at home. I have also gone and had professional microneedling done with Fractora laser. Mm-hmm. And again, that is definitely going to be in like the more of an investment category. But I did see huge improvement with that. I did three sessions. I will say it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, mm. but it, it really, I mean, I saw a huge difference with my, with my scarring and just like my overall complexion. Mm. So that is something you can get done professionally. And then chemical peels, glycolic peels, lactic acid, salicylic acid, obviously done professionally because you can burn yourself. I mean, these are very stronger acids that 
most of them come from natural sources like lactic acid is a milk acid, glycolic acid is from sugar. So they are more on like the quote unquote non-toxic side. I think sometimes people hear chemical peels and they're like, oh gosh, don't put that on my skin. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very natural ingredient that can also help with scarring. That one, gosh, scarring is such a stubborn one Mm because it's like you could do everything on the inside perfectly Mm -hmm. and it's still it's still there. So yeah. I get it. It's still something and a work in progress, but those have helped significantly. Progress over perfection. That's what I keep telling yeah. myself. <laughs> um, okay. One last question, um, especially for those who struggle with hormonal acne issues and, you know, maybe um, wondering, okay, where do I get some help with this? You know, maybe they've heard maybe a functional practitioner can help or maybe a naturopath or I don't really know what's the difference between those two things, all those questions bobbling around in someone's head. And I think when we've, we've touched on a little bit of the financial side of this journey and, um, you know, maybe for someone who's like, okay, I don't have the, the room in my budget to invest in, you know, seeing a functional doctor and doing all of that. But I do want to get a better idea of where my hormones may be or, you know, what may be going on in my body and I want to get some initial blood work done. Do I have to see a doctor to do that? How could I get started? How could I get those tests done? Um, just to get a baseline and, and start that journey on their own, even if they can't quite commit to or invest in um, working with someone one-on-one. Do you have any recommendations of what might be a good starting point for someone in that position? Yeah. So this is kind of like the, you don't really have a budget to invest in any sort of testing. You can do stuff at home to kind of see what your hormones are doing. My favorite way to really track your hormones is actually with like your temperature. So there's a ton of apps out now where you actually take your temperature. They typically use this for like contraceptive purposes, but it can give you a ton of information about what your hormones are doing Mm -hmm. and tracking that with your breakout. So if you suspect you have hormonal acne, I use natural cycles. There's a ton of them out there. You can do your own research and find one that you like, but Track your cycle with your temperature. And then when you break out, track that to see, are you breaking out in your follicular phase or your luteal phase? Where are you? So basically what that means is, are you breaking out more towards ovulation or are you breaking out more towards your actual period? And then that, based on that, we know that more in the follicular phase, that's when estrogen is more dominant. And then in the luteal phase, that's when progesterone is becoming more dominant. And when you break out in either one of those phases, it can kind of give us an idea of, okay, maybe you could be struggling with some estrogen dominance. Maybe you just have low progesterone, or maybe you have high testosterone that potentially be pushing those two down. So that would be my first tool at home. The second tool for at home is tracking your blood sugar. Again, blood sugar is key when it comes to your hormones, especially if you are female and struggle with possible PCOS symptoms, which is more of the androgenic acne. Maybe you have some hirsutism, which is like some hairs growing around your face or on your chin, or maybe you're getting some hair loss around your hairline. Tracking your blood sugar can be really helpful because blood sugar will help to balance out testosterone. And what you do is you go to CVS and you get a blood glucometer. You you can pick one up at CVS or whatever pharmacy, or you can even order them on Amazon, I think. And what you want to do is you want to take your blood sugar first thing in the morning when you wake up. That's called your fasting blood glucose. See what that is. You want that to be between 85 and 95. The higher it gets to 100 is where you're becoming pre-diabetic. The lower it is, you're probably a little hypoglycemic. But anyways, get that number. 
And then what you want to do is have your breakfast and then take your blood sugar half an hour after you've eaten. That will kind of show what kind of spike you're still you're dealing with when it comes to your blood sugar. I would also write down what you ate because it can depend on like how many carbs did you eat in that meal or how much mm. sugar or whatnot. And then take your blood sugar two hours after you've eaten. So this is where you really don't want to snack for two hours after your meal because that can throw this off. But two hours after your meal has your blood sugar come back down to more closer to your fasting number. If it hasn't, we have a blood sugar issue that we need to deal with. And that's where we need to look a little bit more at your diet and what kind of meals you're having. Do you have well-balanced protein, fat, and carbs with every meal? And those two things can give you a really good insight as to what your hormones are doing at home for pretty inexpensive. It's also just something great to have on hand as like your at-home doctor's kit. So that's at home. If you are wanting to get started and finances are a little tough, I have a bunch of um, information on my website, detoxingwithdanny.com, where you can actually order your own functional lab test. So if you wanted to get a hormone panel done, you can order one yourself. The company that I go through actually gives you a payment plan. So I think you can choose between like one, two, three, or four payments to help you with that cost. And then that company will also give you a 30-minute consultation on your test results mm-hmm. um, that's included with the lab fee, which could be a really great place to start. I have a lot of clients do that because it does take a little bit of time too to get those tests, get the ball rolling, get the test delivered to your house, mm-hmm. get the results. And then by the time that they've gotten that and they've had that maybe 30-minute consultation, then they have the funds or they've been saving and they're like, hey, Danny, can we do a one-on-one? And it's also great because then we have a ton of information we can Mm -hmm. talk about in that single session Mm -hmm. instead of having to have that first appointment with the doctor. And that might cost between $250 and $500 Mm -hmm. and then ordering the lab and then having the the second appointment to go over the lab results. I'm all about like, here's the information, gather all of the pieces of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and then come to me and we'll put them all together Mm -hmm. because I get it like. I was in a position where I, (laughs) I mean, call me irresponsible, but I was like, just put it on my credit card because I want to figure this out. Mm. But not everybody is like that. Mm -hmm. And so there are certainly ways to get started for sure to work around your budget. And that's one thing that I really, I feel like that's something big that tugs on my heart because I don't think finances should be something that keep you from your healing journey. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that that's something that should happen. Yeah, I'm thankful you shared some of those baby steps and alternative options rather. I mean, you're, you're right. It's expensive to go to have a consultation with the doctor just to have them basically give you some hypothesis of what may be going on and then hand you a lab order and then come back and yeah. do it again. It's like that's a little bit of a more streamlined approach. Also, another resource that I want to share, it really varies by location. I discovered this when I lived with my parents for a couple months before we moved into our new place. I've discovered a place called Any Lab Tests Now, and I think they're just different places around the country. So you'd have to see if there's anywhere near you. But that was another place where I was able to go in and basically say, I want to get a thyroid panel done and I didn't have to have an order. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like something that's nationwide or more just regional, but something to look into as well, especially if you're in the Midwest. So I wanted to throw that out there too. I know they don't do any type of, um, you know, reviews of the tests or anything. So I think the resource you shared would probably be a more helpful starting point if you're going to get a consultation afterwards. But yeah, I'm just thankful that you shared a couple options that would be either at home or a little bit more of a direct line to just getting the lab work done and finding out some of these baselines when it comes to your hormones, when it comes to your overall health. That's super helpful. 
Okay. We've been chatting for a while. I don't want to take up all of your time. You've given us so much value and so many helpful places to start, some really in, in helpful information to really dig into and consider and, and be able to look at our overall just symptoms and how we feel every day and begin to maybe even understand a little bit about what might be going on and then take some steps to not only care for it, but also investigate it. So we are very thankful for everything you've shared. You mentioned your website. Can you refresh our memories and tell us where we can find you if anybody wants to come check out your resources, learn more about working with you, or just learn more from you on social media? We'd love to know how we can follow and learn more from you. Yeah. So if you're a podcast listener, which obviously if you're listening to this, I have a podcast as well. It's called Detoxing with Danny. I go into much more in-depth topics around acne over there. My website is detoxingwithdanny.com and Danny is D-A-N-I. That's where you can find like that root cause questionnaire that I talked about. I have like an acne roadmap, those labs that I talked about. You can find all of that information over there. And then I'm the same on Instagram at detoxingwithdanny. That's kind of where I hang out. I have fun. You kind of see how like chill and silly I am. Mm -hmm. And then we actually just launched a new brand we're calling the Acne Wellness Center, which is really where I would probably suggest you guys start if you're looking to get started on your journey or where to begin. The highlight section will have a ton of mini lessons for you to go from start to finish, along with some Instagram lives that we've done. So that's kind of like your all-in-one resource. And then we have links specified that go with the highlight lessons of like where to get started. So that's probably where I would recommend you go first if you're really just looking to get to the root cause of whatever it is that you're struggling with. Awesome. Danny, thank you so much for everything that you've shared and for your time. It's really blessed me personally. There's some things I've learned that I didn't know, even though I've been really investigating a lot of this. And I know so many of our listeners who are stressed and busy and working and just doing their best at life and trying to keep up and feeling so frustrated with their skin or just their health in general, I'm sure I'm positive are feeling refreshed and uplifted and even like they have a positive direction and a next step to take, which we are so thankful for. And that's always our goal with every episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor to have you on She. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving.
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.